This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was bachelor parties. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 163. 163, William. That is right. What do you think about that? What We're do I creeping think about up. that? <laughs> Not a lot of thoughts what on 163. Think? What do you think about that? Not a lot of thoughts on the number 163. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't jog anything immediately for me, to be honest. Not exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's the day after the Oscars, Adam. Oh, yeah. That was last night. That was last night. I didn't really get to see them. You, you were traveling. I was traveling. Were you on a flight that had live television? No. In the back seat. I flew Southwest. Mm. That's one of their things cross country cross country no tvs do they have like a if you bring an ipad you could watch stuff on your iPad. exactly correct okay they have like wi-fi available right. a lot of people watching movies like a simple favor on their phone right very plain movies on plain devices a simple favor is that actually a movie yeah, yeah, that was, I think, I, I was just what the man next to me was watching. Okay. It was that Paul Feig movie that came out this year with, like, Anna Kendrick or something. Sure. But just, like, movies that are, like, 16 months old. Right. Or on planes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you tweeted something yesterday that was in the family of what I thought this simple favor thing was. Do you know <laughs> oh, what you tweeted yesterday? Yes, yes. Can, will you be able to uh Yes, I was it? just, I was sitting at the airport, I was watching all the Oscar prep, and, like, so much time and money and resources seems to go into the Oscars, like, the award shows. Right. And it's just, like... Very silly. And, like, I had the thought. I was like, wow, like, Oscar is amazing. And I, like, tried to remember what won the Oscar for best movie last year. Sure. And, again, like, I have a Swiss Swiss cheesy memory. in the. But I was sure. also like – But it's also your industry. So, like, <laughs> you think that I would – My industry. I get it. And I was like, what was it? Was it – Right. I had no idea. Right. And it just sparked this thought of, like, Oscars, like, the great part about the Oscars is that, like, the winners, like, live on indelibly forever. Right. And I remember, like, the one last year, which was maybe – Right. My day at sea, or like, right. I don't remember what it was. Right, like, like a oh. movie that comes to mind that like I've never seen it, but like it sounds like a capital M movie is The English Patient. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. With these movies that are just like, oh, you have a prestigious sounding the name. English. I'm sure that you are won an Oscar. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The English Patient might as well only be a movie from a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. It's like it might as well truly be right. a plot device in an episode of Seinfeld. Right. So, so you didn't get to watch the I didn't Oscars get to see any live. Of it. Okay. I did not. Okay. You did? I did. I watched it with your wife. Ho that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it with um, your wife. Hostless was fine. Hostless Who cares? was fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there were little moments where it kind of felt a little – like at the end, poor Julia Roberts was what asked Julia to uh, – <laughs> like she came out to do – it must not have been best film, though it was the last – yeah, I guess it was. Best, best movie? Best movie, I guess. Cool. And at the end, they did their speech, and then it, like, cut back to her. <laughs> and, like, you could tell that, like... I'm Julia Roberts. Uh, they basically were just like, just do a sign-off. Yeah. But, like, she, like, they, she, they should have given her a little bit more meat to chew on. She should have just been like, and that was the 73rd <laughs> Annual Academy Awards. Thanks to everyone. She was just like... Okay. Yeah. So, and you can hear everyone standing. All right. <laughs> yeah. You just need like a host for like those little things, the it, tops and the tails. I think you're exactly right. It yeah. does seem like the hello and the so and the goodbye. Right. Is really almost literally what the host task and should the be. The hello was they did a good job because they well they opened like straight up opened opened. Yes. Do you know what they opened with? Not at all. I have no idea. The band Queen. Oh. The band Whoa. Queen. Cool. Which is cool on paper. Cool. Are you familiar with Adam Lambert? 
Yes, I know that he was like from the uh, maybe American Idol factory. Right. And he even maybe has toured with Queen. Yeah, I guess like, he's their front man now. He is Freddie Mercury Redux. I guess so. Is that weird? Yes. Is that weird? <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that weird? It's weird to see. Let's yeah. put it that way. It's weird to – it didn't – it was like a Queen. And it was like, but that's the <laughs> American Idol guy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they opened with that. But then they went to wow. – after that song, uh, whatever song, like a medley, they actually yes. opened with We Will Rock You. <laughs> God. Like straight up like it is the dorky. 81st annual like Academy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who's getting rocked? <laughs> like I get Queen is going to rock us tonight? You expect people to like run out to midcourt and like rip out their warm-up clothes and get ready to play sport. We will yeah. rock you. It's yeah. just like it's such a pointed song. <laughs> yeah. Um so they did that and then they went to uh the first like people to present. Yeah. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph. And it's like just let them do let it them all. host. Right. Let them host. They, are, they were so fun and fast and funny. They're the and best. And it was just like, okay. The award shows were Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. The, yeah. they, have they Is that done... like the Golden Globes or something yeah. like that? Amazing. Yeah. God. Yeah. I did watch the Chelsea Peretti host of the Writers Guild and had a very, very funny opening monologue. Quite cutting. Very, very, very funny. Yes. Not that like not appropriate for Academy Awards. No. Like wrong tone. No. Wrong tone. I always thought Melania Nicole would could be the like people that could cross over into Oscar host territory. I see no why reason not? why not. They yes, hosted exactly. another one of those, like the Spirit Independent uh, Spirit Awards yeah, or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, any other huge takeaways for you personally, Bill, from the uh, from mm, the Academy Awards? No. Oh, one question about Adam Lambert: Is he made to look like Freddie Mercury? Is he like? I don't think so. He's made to look like something. Yeah. Like he is made up. Is it like leather and eye shadow and like? Black I was asking nails? Maggie. Yes. Yeah. Yes to all of that. Yeah. I was asking Maggie. I was like. What 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 is up with his face? <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't place it. I was like, is it plastic surgery? Is it makeup? Is it like prosthetics? Yeah. Like he he looks like an advanced man. <laughs> like advanced. I don't even know what that means exactly, but he has like really sharp face. He yeah. has a really sharp thing yeah. going on. A lot of hair and face and earrings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Was her, what, what was Maggie's response? Was it maybe a little plastic surgery? Yeah, I think a little, <laughs> yeah. I think a little of like everything. A little something. Yeah, but a ton of makeup. Yeah. A ton of makeup. But he does have the, I mean, dare I say, does he have that mercury range? I mean, he, I what? guess so. It's hard for me to get past that advancement of the man. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I've heard Freddie Mercury sing and the yeah. songs rock. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? I did not. I did not either. <laughs> I found myself uh, seeing less films this year than I had really? in, in the past. Yeah. 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 I was rooting for Roma simply because Marina was rooting for So Roma. was I. Right. So was I. Yeah. And he won director and cinematographer. He must have won cinematographer. Yes, he did. Oh, my God. He must. Isn't that incredible? Coron, right? Yes. Yeah. Did it himself. His DP dropped out like a few weeks before or something? DIY. Right. You know, real student filmy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he won it. Just and he like, thanked his DP. Really? Which is pretty cool. He's pretty amazing. Yeah. That won Best International Film and it won, it won a couple of things like that. Best Director of stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Notable speeches. Anything silly or – any mishaps? The any live queen, TV mishaps? The yeah. queen from The Favorite. Oh, Olivia Coleman. Holy crap. Was she was she just disarming and Brits charming? Brits are the Brit best. Easily. British are the best. Easily. They're the funniest. They're e the most effortlessly funny. Easily. Effortlessly. Can't argue here. Just <laughs> like the things she says under her breath were funnier than the things she says loud. I know. Um, the so arrogance like, has been stripped away. The like, there's something about British comedy. It's like it's so rooted in humiliation, and they're already they have internalized the underdog thing so right, much, right? So much, yeah. they've been so humble. It's all in their character. Oh, it's so good. It really is funny. <laughs> yeah, it really. Is, that was a great moment. Yes. Um, but otherwise, you know, just a show. Yes. Another show. Speaking of British comedy, and not to zig and Go. zag too far here, Stephen Merchant, a comedian that you and I both love. Yeah. 
court creator of the British office and weird comedy guy. Very tall. Do you know what uh, my brother, uh, who I was hanging out with this weekend, which yes. we'll get to. Yes. Uh, but uh, he told me that Stephen Merchant wrote and directed this movie that's coming out uh, that is like – Produced and uh, by the WWF that stars The Rock, and it's like about. Is this Meet a, My Family or yes, something like that? Written and directed by Stephen Merchant. Right, I, and that just like befuddled me to such a degree. Is it a family like, comedy? I think is it's it like, like a, a WWF family comedy. Wait, it's WWF driven. It's a like yes. a wrestling movie. The Rock plays The Rock. I know that, and I think he like teaches a young girl like how to be The Rock and like be a pro wrestler. Huh. And it's made by Stephen Merchant? I was right. like, what am I missing? I can't quite do right. the cultural calculus. What's the biggest thing Stephen Merchant has made? And I don't mean like the British office. Yes. I mean like in like flashy scale. Yes. Like he doesn't make things that are flashy. British people don't make British things that are flashy. flashy. Right. Yes. He had that very silly HBO show, Hello Ladies, that was like subdued and awkward. Exactly. Still like very subdued. Yeah. Still very subdued. Well, that's why this feel, felt like totally out of left cool. field. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Um, Stephen Merchant, co-creator of The British Office. The, yes. If you haven't seen it, folks, Highly start. recommend. Start. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um, if I could just uh. just address one other thing. By all means. Why I uh, just – we were talking about Southwest Travel. We yes. were talking about this off mic. Yes. So there's no televisions on Southwest. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad we got here. So there's no TVs. Uh, and Southwest is like a fun airline. And yeah. I think they like to brand themselves as being like really fun and yeah. like out of the box. And yeah. Funky. Yeah. Quirky, one might say. Quirky. Yeah. Like no tiers. No, there's no like – there's no lines. No there's no tiers. like no classes. A group, B group, right, C group. Right. We're dressed down. We're all it's equal. Real colorful. Everyone's equal here. We're fun. <laughs> we're fun. Yeah. We're fun. We're we don't fun. need TVs because we're fun. Yeah, we're fun. <laughs> the flight will be entertaining. So I was out flying from Burbank to Chicago. Yeah. And uh, – it was afternoon flight, and we, if you've been on an airplane, you know what the vibe is. Everyone is in their own world. Right. Groggy. Air is thick. There's, like, white noise. It's an airplane. Yeah. And there's hundreds of us. Yeah, and there's a whole range of how people are feeling right now. Whole... Some people are fine with flying. Some people are nervous. Literally thinking about death for the next six hours. Some people are on their way. Who knows what people are flying to? Yes. What sort of mental state they're in? Right. Why they're traveling in the first place? It should be an internal kind of trip. Like, flights should be about you and doing what you need to do now. I don't it know should how... be a collective. It's it... not a party. Exactly. Exactly. We're not schmoozing. That's exactly right. right. There's no, like, unlike some something a little more casual like the Long Island Railroad where we've discussed. There's right. no urge to make a unified experience out no. of it. We're all on the plane. I feel like there needs there's a communal respect yeah. because there's a lot of things happening right now. Yes. And we just want it to go well. <laughs> so we want it to be a safe experience. We don't need to make this any bigger than it needs to. That's exactly right. And so Southwest. We were sitting on this plane. And the flight attendant, who was f fun, and I'm saying that like capital F, like fun, yes. trademark. We've all had a fun flight attendant. You before. get it. Yep. Uh, he got up at the, maybe like an hour into the flight, uh, maybe like two hours into like a three-hour flight. Yes. And said, very special surprise for everyone very. Al already. Yeah. What is this? Yes, right. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise is never a word that you ever, really ever want to hear. Real. On a flight. Never. On a flight. Never. You want things to be as standard. <laughs> no, no surprises. Land on the minute we said we were going to land. Nothing new. No, Nothing. No deviance from the norm. Right. Please. Got a surprise <laughs> for you. We're going down. <laughs> okay. That would be a funny way to introduce that. He was like, very special surprise for you. Plane kind of wakes up people sort of – and it comes right over the PA. So people sure. are like their movies are interrupted. And sure. A new sound. A new There's sound. a new sound. So we should pay listen. Listen. Okay. Yep. A uh, very special surprise for you. And he said from t TV and from Comedy Def Jam that – we. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> 
From TV. From TV. Good start. From TV and Comedy Def Jam. And that should be Def Comedy Jam, correct? <laughs> correct. Okay. From TV and Comedy Def Jam, one of the funniest dudes I've ever seen. God damn it. <laughs> out of nowhere, Bill. Funniest dudes I've ever seen. <laughs> out of seen. nowhere. People are saying funny, like. Funniest dude? What are we? Yeah. And at first, to be honest with you, my thought in that moment was like, okay, like this is a weird thing. Like he's going to like this flight. And my, uh, and my, my first thought was like, this flight attendant is going to like do a character. Yeah, a bit. A bit. A, like, Because oh, like, you never pass the mic if you're a flight attendant. We, the people, are not allowed to talk into moment. that yeah, phone that like is the PA. <laughs> we can't talk into the phone. It's not ours. Can't go into the principal's office right. and talk into the school PA. Okay. Okay. So we said, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And again, I thought it was going to be like, to Frankie, the crazy flight attendant. Right, hey, guys, right. I'm Frank. That's right. what I thought was going to happen. And I yes. was already prepared for that. Yes. But he brought up a comedian whose name I truly don't remember. Uh, and a comedian, Bill. A comedian who just emer- – he was like – Where was Terrence, the comedian seat? Like front row? Like was he like – did he have a short trip? All the way back. He was literally – no, no, no. He was literally waiting in the wings, like up where the pilot was. Great. Waiting in the wings, literally like a comedy show as though it were a proscenium theater. Great. And I just also want to say that this is a, an idea that you and I specifically have yes. jo- actively joked about yes. for like eight years, I feel like. So let's le- let's use that as the cliffhanger because oh. I'd like to talk about that. Okay, great. I'd like to talk about that in more depth. <laughs> okay, good. First, we have to play a song. Okay. We'll come back and talk about the stand-up routine that happened on your flight from Burbank to Chicago after this. Okay, great. What uh, What should we do? Should we do an ad first? Maybe we do an ad first? Let's do our ad roll. Just get an ad right Let's out. Let's do it. All right. We'll come back and talk more comedy on a Southwest flight. Hi. Bill, one of the most important things we do for our health every day is brush our teeth. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. Most people don't do it properly. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Uh, quip. Our sponsor for today's episode is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Now that I knew. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Quip was designed to make everything about brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and dare I say, enjoyable. Yes, you do dare say that, Adam, because I experience that enjoyment all I know. You stand by your Quip, for real. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Morning and night. I use my Quip twice, maybe three times a day. Attaboy. Why do I use my Quip so often, Adam? Well, for starters, it has sensitive sonic vibrations. What does that really mean? What does it mean? If you have sensitive (laughs) gums, if you have soft gums and things hurt, if if biting hard things hurt your gums, you have a sensitive mouth. Yes. And sometimes toothbrushes with very hard bristles can hurt. Correct. The vibrations from the quip smooth, love that. comfortable. Love that. It's nice to just have clean teeth without any pain. A little gum sensitivity. So there's that. It also has... um, uh, all the pulses. It oh, has yeah. four sections of 30 seconds of pulses. Yep. Again, telling you that section of the mouth is done. You did it. That section of the mouth is done. Don't overbrush. It's like a teacher for your mouth. Very good. Thank you, Quip. Little timekeeper. And maybe my favorite, even though it's like not exactly the biggest selling point, yes. is the freaking case. You love the case. Love the case. You I've mentioned it, it on sleek. many other podcasts. Yes. Other. It's sleek. It's simple. It's easy to travel with. Yeah. It's clean. And it sticks to Everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yes. So the Quip, frankly, for my money, is the best toothbrush I've had. And it gets delivered every – how often, Adam? Uh, I think it's – Every uh, three months three for months. just $5. Five bucks. That's nothing. I need to reset my teeth, uh, toothbrush every three months. So thank you, Quip, for doing that thank for you. a simple five. So much. Yeah. Uh, Quip is backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Uh, and like Bill said, it's Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash nojoke right now, you get your first – refill pack for free right with the quip toothbrush that's right first refill for free that's major that's right and again that is getquip.com g-e-t 
com slash no joke, and you will get your first refill pack free along with the toothbrush. Hi! Welcome back to Act 2 of the No Joke Podcast. Um, we haven't even really addressed what topic we're discussing today. Adam, where were you flying? I was flying to my brother's bachelor party. And that's what we will be talking about bachelor today. Bachelor parties. We've got that out. Let's get back to Let's what's get interesting. Back to, so in route to said bachelor party, yes. I'm at a Southwest flight, Burbank to Chicago. Fun flight attendant says, special surprise. One of my the funniest dudes I've ever seen from TV and comedy Def Jam, yeah. this guy. And when he says funniest dudes <laughs> I've ever <laughs> seen, my first instinct is he knows this guy. He got him the gig. That Not was... Southwest approved this guy and got him the gig. He, he's been he's – been, like kind of working towards this. It definitely seemed it seemed it was very ambiguous to me. Yeah. Whether or not this was like Southwest hired this comedian to like entertain us on this yeah. flight for a half hour yeah. or it was like you're on this flight, dude. Yeah. I know you. Right. Like would you like do jokes? Everyone would love to hear yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this on the episode last week about the secret menus, which was in like branding is important. Yes. And like corporate branding, you can't screw it up. Yeah. Like you have to be very delicate with it. That's true. And so, like McDonald's, like the the McGangbang we talked about, where it's like you can't put that on the <laughs> menu because that. it's so inappropriate. Truly, it feels like putting a comedian. Southwest can't just say we trust that comedian. It feels so, especially a comedian who right. knows what they're gonna say. You know us comedians, we're crazy. Yeah, like we're off the cuff. Yeah. So, like a plane, a, a comedian safe for a plane yeah. is a risky endeavor. Okay. Which is why you and I have joked about it. Yes. And with our like sort of rolled our eyes. Can you imagine if there was live comedy on a flight? Well, it's a captive audience. Right. <laughs> we, we tried to identify what is the worst place to do comedy <laughs> on earth. Yes. Like, is it a funeral? Yes. You know, is it a hospital? Yes. And we, I think we came to the agreement that it's on a plane. People. Or in an airport. Like, people don't want to laugh now. Nope. Like, as you so aptly said, people, people's moods are wildly varying yes. on airplanes. Yes. Nerves. And respect. Anxiety. You have to respect that. Sleepiness. Yes. <laughs> Some people take or drugs asleep. to disappear <laughs> from this experience wholly. They're like, I'll take drugs and just, I'll just, I'll literally just erase these six hours from my lifespan so I don't have to deal with all of the feelings I'm feeling on this planet. Southwest is like, poke, 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 come on back. We got a surprise for you. We're about to heighten the scene. <laughs> so this guy, this comedian, again, whose name escapes me genuinely, yes. took, uh, came out. Everyone was so confused, Billy. I mean, like, it was like, a unprecedented. Unprecedented. This is totally uninvited. unexpected, uninvited, unwelcomed, yeah. unaccounted for. Yeah. Just have someone walk down the aisle and give out $5 bills. Anything. That's the entertainment people would be fine <laughs> That's with. would be great. Hey, five. Okay, thanks, man. To be honest with you, like, I've uh, – my experience of a plane is that, like, the drink cart is enough for me. Oh, yeah. Two passes at the drink cart. Sure. That's enough. Sure. That gets A little deviation. A little deviation of the norm. The last 45 minutes I haven't seen somebody. Oh, here comes uh, orange drink. Pretzels. Yeah. That's enough. Got it. That's the entertainment that I crave. Sure. And I get that you don't have TV Southwest. I get that maybe you're filling a gap. Sure. You're trying to overcompensate. Sure. So anyway – Comedy guy comes out, grabs the phone, like the safety That's phone. That's the thing. <laughs> he didn't have a microphone because no we're on an airplane. Airplane in the sky. So how do we do PA? We talk into a like a rotary-sized telephone. <laughs> the, the, the phone. Right. Like the safety phone. Right. Yes. So this guy is telling jokes Telling jokes, yes. kind of. Yes. He clearly also feels a little awkward about it. And yes. gr- and like, I empathize. Tough gig. Tough, 
gig. Tough and gig. Tough room. Yeah. Tough room. Tough room. Tough, tough air tube. tube, baby. Tough tube. Tough tube. Tough tube. And I had a lot of empathy for him. To me, I was like, the culpability with me laid on the flight attendant. I was like, why are you making this man yeah. do this? Yeah. Yeah. If this isn't like a Southwest officially corporate sanctioned thing, like this is bizarre. This is a weird choice. So what's his opening line? How did, what does he open Opening with? line to an airplane full of strangers in various moods yes. is right away grabs the phone from TV and comedy Def Jam. He goes, I don't think racism is real. Problematic. <laughs> Utter deafening silence. Right. And just like white noise silence literally had to be like, is this thing on? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this on? Is this, is this mic on? Yeah. And it was like so – right away it was so awkward. Everyone was just like – not even – everyone was like, get your phones up. You're going to want to see this. To tape this. Get your phones up. Oh, God. To tape the set. It's a, hy- it's a hyper scary environment. Like anytime something like you said deviates from the norm. Yeah. It's like when someone stands up on a plane at this point. It's like, oh, shit, do we tackle that yeah. person? Like Every- we, we, we have rules here. People's awarenesses are either way up or way down. Right. And that is not the right recipe for, say, live comedy. Right. And when someone stands up and projects to a crowd, racism isn't real. <laughs> <You're> it's <laughs> like I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if someone just took out their earbud and like, I don't know what that dude's doing, but I'm putting him in the ground right Yes, now. exactly. I'm putting that guy in the ground. No shouting, no yelling on planes. Yeah. Like, even if it's funny, fun yelling. Right. No fun yelling on planes. Right. Like, he can't say, I'm bombing right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because if someone takes out their earbud and they hear the sentence, I'm bombing right now, Big you problem. have to put that guy in the ground. Big- Plain rules are not earth rules. Yeah. There's different yes. rules. <laughs> there it There's is. different rules. There it is. Or plain rules there it is. are different than here on earth, folks. Different. That's an important <laughs> takeaway. Like, you don't yell. There's no com- com- There's no live comedy. Rules are different at 35,000 feet. That's a fact. What rule is no live comedy. No please. live comedy. Please. Right. No live comedy, please. Right. So poor guy kind of like struggled through it for a little while, yeah. for a few minutes. Sure. How long? I would say like a grand total of maybe like 10 minutes. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't – he didn't push through for 45. He wasn't pushing through. At okay. one point, he like felt the awkwardness of the room and straight up asked us what if we had any suggestions. Did anyone say, no, shut up from no. the back of the plane? No. That's everyone, it because that's the rule. That's the rule. We don't yell on things. We're no, too scared. We, there's no shouting. Right. There should be no engagement at there's one point. There's no room for conflict or confrontation because nope. we're too scared. Not we're even, too high up here. Not even in a fun way. Not even in like a fun tone. We're, we're too not high joking up. about we're it. We're too high up. <laughs> We are way too high up. At one point, there was real turbulence. Yes. I was just telling you, there was real turbulence. Comedian was still on the phone. We all shook, including him. Yeah. He, like, got scared for a second, yeah. understandably. Just a little dip. And he, like, turned back, took a little message from the flight attendant, and then the comedian told us, all right, everyone, we're experiencing a little turbulence. Please buckle up. Like, <laughs> make sure your seatbelts are fast. And are now fastened. it's like, you're the safety yeah. guy? It was all the rules were upended. Got it. So anyway, and the whole soup to nuts, it was maybe 10 minutes, but I had never seen that before. Yes. Unpre- totally unprecedented for me. Yes. I don't know if you've ever been on a plane with live, any sort of live performance. I have not. I have not. Well, I don't wish it for you. I, yes. And, yeah. I, and if there's any comedians out there um, who are offered that gig, consider it. Consider. Consider. Cons- consider it all. Consider it all, folks. Consider it all. Okay. Anyway. So. Sorry for that long preamble. I am not mad. <laughs> it was just maybe the most remarkable thing that happened to me. Yes. Yes. Um, you flew to a bachelor party. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm realizing now, did you have a bachelor party when you got married? Because you're about – are you a year married? Have you had a one-year anniversary? Shoot. Yeah. In Well, no, in June. In I June. Guess June, technically, it'll be a year. Okay. 
But Did you we, have a proper bachelor party? Not really. Maggie and I like sort of decided to do this sort of joint experience where we took all of our friends to Portland. Got it. That was sort of like our the proxy, all encompassing. But that also was like kind of wedding ish. Yeah, it was. That was, like, that, was the, that kind of covered everything. Yeah, we yeah. just like because we had sort of like slightly more, slightly more proper wedding ceremonies both on the east coast and west coast, and like right. taking a bunch of all of our friends to port. Not even taking, just like jo- having our friends join us in Portland for yeah. a weekend. Yeah, it was great. Was sort of the our our proxy bachelor bachelorette Smart. pre-wedding. Got it. Hangout time. Did you um? Did you in retrospect? Do you wish that you did anything differently? Uh, with like a smaller group of people or anything. So right now, for my context, I'm in the position of planning a bachelor party. You, we are, we are going in a month. Frankly, mere weeks away. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we are weeks away yeah. from said bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Um, ha- uh, so like looking back, were you like, I wish that like we could have gone to a basketball game together? Or some, or is it like, are you the type of guy? Let's put it this way: Are you the type of guy that does like those? kind of like group, small group trips with my boys. You know what I mean? I, I, I definitely do. And I remember like I, I don't have a – of course I do. Sure. For sure. Okay. That's not, I mean, <laughs> and like, it's not for everybody. I, I mean it isn't. But like even being on my brother's bachelor party this weekend, I mean there are like, I don't know, shades of like of like five or six of my closest like dude friends like right. going to like a slightly debaucherous right. sort of like <laughs> – having like a heteronormative time about yes, it. Yes, Feels right. good, man. Like, right. Of course. Sure, like, sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I was just telling you, like we went to Syracuse for a basketball game and just like being in a college town on game day yeah. was fun as hell. We were like out bar crawling at 1 p.m. and just like getting drunk as hell by three. So That's up by so six, fun. Drunk again. Great. It's the best. Great. <laughs> went to a casino. Uh-huh. It was so fun and great. So you went to a college basketball game. You went to Syracuse versus Duke. You went to Syracuse, Duke. And then you gambled. Uh, yeah. That sounds and like a great. great heteronormative male. Exactly. Time. exactly, it was a truly awesome, fun, yeah. ass hell time. Right. Um. I. So I don't know. I don't necessarily like retro retrospectively yearn for it for myself sure. necessarily. Sure. Just because like I am privileged, I am lucky enough to have fr- like I-, I can still have that experience with other friends, right. parties, and sort right. of right, right. Have that experience. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because it was interesting for me yeah. planning my yes. own, where it was like. Okay, just dudes, Mm -hmm. which already feels like limitations on who would be invited. Like some of our best friends are women. Right. So it's like, all right, but these are just dudes coming to this one. Yes. And then it's like, all right, do we have to like ramp up the dude stuff? (laughs) Like – do you ramp up bring the dude stuff? Rogaine? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I, neither one of us come from a yes. strippers are cool. No. You know what I mean? Like none that has no I've that has no appeal. Marina even asked me, she's like, would you get a stripper for your bachelor party? And it's like, I would the second she walks into our house, apologize sort of and like give her dinner. That's exactly And just right. be like, You're our friend now. Yes, exactly. No, no, you're just our friend. You're here now. Yes. You're our friend. Yes. So there's nothing about that. Yes. Um it, well me neither. Yes. Yeah. That sort of like the stereo, the stereotypical like from the '80s movies, like Vegas strippers mm-hmm. and like that. That there's yeah, that feels a little not a ton that appeals to me about that vibe. Yes, yes, agreed. But the sort of cartoon version of a bachelor party. Like so that. trying to figure out what mine might look like yeah. has been like this interesting thing. But I've yes. kind of stumbled into the same thing your brother is, which yes. is just like. We're going to rent a house that has its own basketball court. Oh. And we'll take it from there. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it is true. It's like – it is like – I don't know. Like I, I feel like in media – like the, again, like there is this like cartoon version, stereotypy, right. caricature version of a bachelor party. Right. That is like we rent a limo. We go to the casino like we're strippers there and like champagne and booze. Right. Like, lit up, do drugs and like – and because the association is that this is your last ooh. chance to have fun? Yeah. I think that is the <laughs> – 
Yeah. Because you I might think... be marrying the wrong person <laughs> yeah. if, like, this weekend is your last chance to let loose. Exactly. Right. So, like, I think that kind of what we're, what we're kind of getting at is that, like, that feels, like, incredibly antiquated, sort of like right. is, a, uh, is a backwards version of sort of the implication of that is that, like, marriage is a prison. Right. This is your last weekend because right. marriage is a prison. Right. And it's like, that's the sort <laughs> so of So impl- get it all out this weekend. <laughs> exactly. All I want to do is run layup lines. <laughs> that's right. You and I, we have we have spouses who we adore and adore us and who are frankly like our best pals. And right. marriage is a gift and a dream boat. And they let you do what you want to do. There's no, so like that, yeah. So we're not living in like that sort of like 1970s reality of like, right. of bachelor party standards. Right. I'm glad that we aren't in that generation. Oh, baby, so am I. <laughs> yeah, that's a trap. Yeah, that feels a like trap. a bit of a trap. But that's why it's so fun to like imagine like going to a house. Yeah. With a basketball court. That's it. Hanging out with us. Yeah. Chilling out, doing whatever the H we want. Here's the thing that I should probably tell you, and I'll just tell everyone on air. Okay, great. Uh, we got a house that yes. has a basketball court. It has a pool table. <laughs> it has, you know, every game. Yes. It has every game. Yes. It also has an indoor uh, indoor pool. Unbelievable. Except that a redwood tree fell on that part of what the house what and crushed the pool. No! Oh, really? So we got a bit of a refund. Really? On the crib. There's a tree in the pool? There's a tree in the pool, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So luckily, we're all alive. Oh, my God. We weren't in the pool when, the tree, when the tree The tree failed. went through that roof. Holy shit. Right. Wow. So if you're listening to this and you are invited to my bachelor party. <laughs> no, that's almost a PSA. Just, <laughs> that's just like a... You've been warned. We're wow. all still alive and we're all still safe. Fun. Holy crap. Uh, Adam, it's already the second act break. Cool. Episode's flying right by. Wow, Jesus. Uh, we got a tree in the pool. We got a... <laughs> we got a tree in the pool. We're talking uh, no, no interest in strippers. No strippers. Antiquation Nation. Anything? Uh, Antiquation Nation. Anything? Your uh, anything that comes. What's to like mind? the most strippery song that you could have? Pour made? some sugar <laughs> on me. <laughs> Def Leppard. Exactly. Like <laughs> that when you the... need some love, pour <laughs> some. Sugar. <laughs> And it's like that is the that is to me the music of the American bachelor party. Right. Yeah. Dudes. <laughs> dudes. Dudes singing poor some. Is that the song we're playing? Are we playing Def Leppard? I think we have to. Okay, bye.
Welcome back to No Joke. We're talking bachelor parties. That was Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar on Me, bat the bachelor party in music form. Yeah. yeah. That's just like boys chanting. Chanting. Pour some sugar on me. What's your best guess? What the hell? What is that supposed to evoke? Do you think that like sugar is like your loving? Yeah, that would be my... Pour your loving on me? I would sugar. That would be like, hey, hey, little chickadee, like, g- give me your sweet attention. <laughs> right, maybe. right. Like, your your attention? Okay. Maybe. Sugar is attention. <laughs> that's my Pour be- your attention on me. <laughs> that's, my, that's my best guess. Well, according to the members of uh, Def Leppard, yes. the lyrics are clearly about sex. Oh. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me okay. is the metaphor for whatever sexual preference you enjoy. Great. Sure. Okay. A little vague. <laughs> but they are shrouded in enough metaphors to make the song safe for radio and MTV. Def Leppard, uh, along with the guy who was producing, were one of the best-selling bands of the 80s, naturally, when you sing like that. Okay. Um, and so on and so on. So 80s. Yeah. Pour some sugar on me. So it's just a general fill-in-the-blank sex. Obviously, thing. it's about sex. It's sugar. Sugar is your sexual preference. Right. Duh. Um, <laughs> have you ever been to a strip club? Yes, I have been to a strip club. Okay. Um, what is the context? What brings you to a strip club? Is it a bachelor party? It was not. <gasps> was it Portland? It was not Portland. I remember that, like, I went to bed when everyone was trying to march to a strip club, like, At, 90 We deep. marched to a bar, and I think, like, Dan, Kelly, and Ingrid, like, splintered off and went to a strip club in Portland. Just the three? <laughs> or, like, or maybe Devin, too. I think, like, there was a small... I believe Dan and Kelly, we can ask them about it. Like, okay. small contingency splintered off to the strip club. Yeah. Because Portland was, is, like, known for, like, it's, like... Progressive, like, progressive strip, strip clubs. clubs. Right, yeah. Right. Um, I'm not even sure that means nudity. Like one way nudity makes me uncomfortable. Right. Just, like if I'm not nude, I don't really want you to be nude. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> I don't a strip club where if you go in, everyone strips. That, We're all stripping. That would earnestly make me more comfortable. Even if it was like <laughs> less performative, like a stage, but it was just a dance club where the assumption is that at some point you're naked. A strip club, not a strip club, like a strip. One way nudity <laughs> makes me very uncomfortable. One way nudity. I don't like that. Yeah. If I'm clothed, it's, I, it's weird that you're nude. Like you said, it's like if a stripper came to her, we'd be like, no, no, oh, no, no, like, tell no, us about no, 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 yeah, yeah. About no, 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 please, no, you don't have to, yeah. Right. <laughs> one way nudity makes you uncomfortable. Very much. Real. Uh, but the one time I was in a strip club was when we were doing, like right after college, we were doing Movie Geek, this play that I did. With friends, like this little yeah, sure. special play. Yeah. And we did it in Bangor, Maine. We like got uh-huh. hired to do it at a theater in Bangor, Maine. I kind of remember this. Yeah. Hometown of Stephen King. And okay. it was like, and just for fun, we all went to like a strip club sure. afterwards. So the like, thing to do in town. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And that was, it was with a bunch of friends. And it was like, but right. we were, it was a co ed group. Right. It's also just weird to be like the, <laughs> just like going to get like a little bit aroused with your friends. Yeah. It's just, we're all going to leave horny. <laughs> We'll all leave horny. It's just, I don't, nothing about it. Yeah, what is the end game? (laughs) What is the, like, real specific, like, I got what I wanted out of this experience? I'm a little aroused. I got a little aroused with my friends. I saw some nudity, and I got a little aroused with my friends. Like, that is, like, the end game. Because it's not about, like, getting drinks and the nudity is in the background, right? uh, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. And to your point, I think it's, like, under this sort of, like, kind of the premise Mm -hmm. of Strip Club as Mm -hmm. Bachelor Party Staple is, like, last weekend of freedom, bro! right. 
last never naked see body skin ever. Exactly. Right. So I think like that is the sort of spirit behind it. Right. That makes last sense. other naked body you're ever gonna see. They enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. So I think like that's I think that's the vibe. That's riddled and sad. Yes. What would your strip club song be? <laughs> If I was stripping? Yes, I am. If I, Adam, was stripping? I don't mean to blow up your spot, but you've stripped before, young man. That's right, young man. <laughs> You're right, young man. I was... <laughs> and what song did you strip to then? Oh, that's a good question. I'm I trying imagine to remember it's some sort of Billy Joel. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. This is what it was a singing telegram, and I was hired to be a, uh, a stripping uh, police officer. Right. Uh, and everyone had a bad time. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm struggling to remember what the song was. It was definitely something Def Leppard esque. Okay, for did, sure. Did you have to? Um, again, you were a singing telegram, and sometimes it would just have to be a naughty singing telegram. So that's the context for what we're talking about. That's did right. you ever have to do a bachelorette party? Oh. Like, was the stripping a bachelorette party where the women were like, Trying to get it lightly aroused because of your appearance. The only time I stripped, it was at a forty, a, a woman's fortieth birthday party. And was the clientele male and female? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Billy. Yes. <laughs> Again, no one had a good time. Uh, ever, I was the comedian on the plane. Yeah. I was the comedian and that party was the plane. Yeah. No one wanted it. Yeah. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to see it through. You got to see it through. Did the comedian see his set through? Did he say, like, I'm going to close with this one? Like, how did that end? It, it, with a whimper. Yeah. With a, definitely with a whimper. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Like, kind of like talks to the person next to him for a minute, and then he just sits down. He tried to do "quote unquote" crowd work, where he was just like, "Eddie, should, where my Chicago? Uh, anyone from Chicago? Where my Chicago people at?" Silence. Yeah. I said, "Where my Chicago people at?" Yeah. Silence. Yeah. Or maybe a. Woo. Yeah. From the back. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Anyway. Uh, and did you, you see the – not to zigzag, no, but did you see Ja Rule perform at the Milwaukee Bucks concert? Oh, I saw the tweet get passed around. I didn't actually watch it so though. So it was 90s night in Milwaukee. Fun. So they hired Ja Rule to come do the halftime show. Great. He's going to do like five songs. He <laughs> walks out, says something along the lines of like, what's up, Milwaukee? Make some noise. <laughs> silence. No. No. Radio silence. And then he was a second, and he goes, all right, Milwaukee, you ready to do this? Holds it so long that it's like the audience has to catch up. They don't. They don't cheer. And then he just goes, I guess not. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the wrong beat kicks in for a second, and then a new beat kicks in, and then the breakdancers show up. It was silence for 45 seconds. Wait, why, Milwaukee? Uh, I think that the Fire Festival really damaged his brand a Damn. little bit. Damn. I also don't think that anyone cares about Ja Rule music right now. Yeah. Like, I just don't think that you're it's you're not at a Ja Rule concert. You're here to see the Bucks play. Yes. So now it's just like, all right, I just got to turn up for Ja Rule. You wonder if they booked Ja Rule pre or post Fire Fest doc. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. you, just because you're right. It's like, he is almost as known for that now. Or like, that's as much part of his legacy he or bamboozled. something. He, he bamboozled. He bamboozled people. It's hard to get hyped about someone he, who bamboozled. He bamboozled. Right. Yes. And didn't he say that he was going to do another one? That yes. he wants to do another festival? Yeah. Live and don't learn. Yeah. He makes a lot of mistakes, it seems yeah. like. But oh boy. I mean, it was another one of these hilarious. comedians on the plane where Let's it's just like, it. we didn't sign up for the show. We didn't sign up we for it. We didn't ask for this. Yes. Right. Um, have you ever had to strip, Billy, for any... Have I ever had to yes. strip? <laughs> have you ever I don't think there's ever been either. a contact. Yes. No, I don't think there's ever Never been a, a reality. Never a demand. No, nothing. And I don't know uh, why I would put myself in that position. Yes. Trying to think. Yes. I've been objectified before many times. Yes, but you have. Yeah, but not stripped. Yes. But not stripped. Not stripped, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what you? I don't think I answered the question, what would my stripper song be? I would mm. like to pose the, the same question to you as well. Yeah. What your kind of stri- stripper song would be. <laughs> what, is a, what, what makes a good stripper song? Is it empowering? 
to the performer? Like, should it like get the performer pumped too? Should it be their favorite song? I think to me, yeah, to me, I mean, like, I was immediately going to say genuine. I mean, to me, My that pony. Yeah, I mean, that I mean, feel, that's like the sexiest song. Yeah, exactly. That feels like the that feels like the or stripper song yeah, to me. Yeah, just mad. feels like right the one right. But like, here's a little out of the box. Yes, <laughs> a little out of the box. Yes, this just is because what, this, this is song why get, we're here gets me fired up. Hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna throw a couple different options at you. Okay, can you give me a, a hint and maybe I can guess? Divas, it. divas. <laughs> we are Lady Marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, that would. <laughs> oh, it's so funny how you said that. Um, <laughs> we are Lady Marmalade. <laughs> Good, op- <laughs> good option, but no. Okay. Uh, I mean, not not what I was thinking. No, no, no. Uh, I was going to go with a bit of a Beyonce deep cut, which is that song Countdown that gets me fired oh, up. Oh, that's pretty good. I would, I could strip to that. You could also strip the partition. Do you know the song Partition? Oh, yeah. Drive a put <laughs> down the partition, please. Hot. Y'all don't want to like, see Beyonce on her knees. Exactly. Yeah, you could rip Exactly. Out. Sure. Could rip into that song. Sure. So, Countdown, that's a pretty fun. And, and that's like different beats because I feel like <laughs> yes. I could like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I don't right. know. Yeah. Hmm. Something like that is my instinct. I once had an idea for a show. We had an idea for a show. I don't even remember. Where, it seems like an old idea. Yes. Where we just basically experienced things competitively for the first time. <laughs> where we took on new roles or jobs yeah. or something yeah. like that. I think the show was called Virgins. And it was just yes. something where it's like we were going to try out new things for the first time. See, see how who wins. Yes. Us stripping would be good to find out who gets the most dollar bills yes. in our pants. Yes. They put you put dollar bills in people's pants. I think you're putting them in the in the in the pants. Do you I think, think that that's going to get ruled out one day where you're not going to be allowed to tuck it in the pants anymore? You're going to have to only put it on the stage. Is that too intimate? Because you're not allowed to touch the dancers. I'm making a lot of this up. It I, seems safe to say. I don't. I definitely don't know. My right. hope would be no touching. Right. My hope would be no touching. Right. Like, is, is there a world in which <laughs> in 10 years, like, they just dance in glass cases? Does that ruin the intimacy? I think, I don't know. I mean, like, stripping, I mean, this is like a... There's like a nuanced sort of um, conversation to be had about like stripping and like the agency of strippers and like how – uh, feminist it is or not, how degrading it is or not. Like sure. there's a there's a lot of shades of that. Yes, um, well said. So I do think that like if you're a if you are, like love stripping and you are a stripper, like hell yeah, and like you love getting the dollars, I'm like fuck yeah, like that's Take it. great. Hell yeah, hell <laughs> and that's super cool. Right. Um, it's just so hard to put faith in the people who attend. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. I believe that everyone who's doing it has their reasons, uh, yeah. and that's what it is. But it's the X factor of the the guys who want to get slightly aroused with their buddies. That's suspect. danger. That's danger. Danger. That danger. Is Maybe they go in the glass cases. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Billy. And there's a little window where you can keep shifting out like a mail slot. I think someone needs to be in a glass case at a strip club. The, I don't know who. But I think someone needs to. I think it's drunk. I think it's drunk dude who wants to get a little horny with his buds. Yeah. I think they belong in the glass. What a weird mission. What a weird, what a weird thing mission statement to do. Yeah. 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 And I get like the celebration of the human body. Like I'm all for that. I love the human body. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love nudity. But I just like... one way nudity. One way is not okay. Right. Not okay. What Maybe o- on a plane, different rules up there. Right. But here on Earth, one way nudity. <laughs> I don't think I'm comfortable. With that. Okay, let me ask you this: Who who gets a worse reaction? Uh, you're sitting on a plane. Uh, your comedian comes up, does a set, bombs. You're flying home a couple days later. Another person gets on the mic, and they're like, "Hey guys, we have another special secret surprise for you guys." And everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" Here oh, comes Jesus. another comedian. And a stripper gets up there. Jesus. That feels even more volatile. Do you think is that a more risky situation? That feels in way risky. Typical times. <laughs> 
Dave Matthews. Yes. Uh, that feels that feels bad. That feels bad. Dangerous. Yeah. That feels. Is dangerous. that more dangerous than the word? Because uh, we're using words in one and we're using our bodies in the other. Here's my here's my question. Quick question. Yeah. They don't snap together a little portable stripper pole, right? No, no pole. No pole. No pole. Just comes up in an outfit. Walks up and down the little lane Music a couple plays times. over the PA. Yeah, slightly less clothes each time she walks up and down, or he walks up and down. I think that you are <laughs> – I think you're asking for trouble. Yeah. If you send a naked stranger down <laughs> to pray, a naked stranger down an right. aisle of three, four hundred strangers. Right. Again, mental state, alcohol level, unknown. Right. right. Unknown. That's more risky than just someone up there saying – Racism isn't real. I don't know. Out They're the both <laughs> like in one you're seeing a bra strap, and in the other one you're hearing someone say racism isn't real. They're both. They're both risky. They're both loaded. They're both risky. Okay. But hey, you have to make do when you don't offer a TV option. God, like when you don't offer televisions, when you don't offer a TV, right. like. You gotta compensate. You gotta figure it out. With nudity or one-liners. Yes. Right. I don't know about that. Right. Can I throw an unrelated idea out to you? We were talking about like, you know, like maybe putting the stripper guests in the in the glass case. Yeah, sure. Maybe a strip club that is like everyone strips. I, I like that, by the way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you think – this is an idea that I was talking about with my brother at this bachelor party. Let's go. Do you think – you know how there are those ideas – an idea for a restaurant? So there are those restaurants where the waiters get to be rude. That's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. In Chicago, that's a big one. That's like and, – and I think there's one in New it's, York. They curse. They yell at you. It's like beyond rude, right? Exactly. They actively are mean to you. Correct. Right. And so like that's like a genre of like – of yeah. restaurant that it's exists. Kitsch. Sure. What about the reverse? Do you think that there's a market for a restaurant where, as the guest, yes. you get to be as rude as you wish? <laughs> you can't give the you, you guests get... the ball. You can't give the guests the ball. Can't give the guests the ball. When you go to a basketball game, you're not allowed to hop in and like run a couple plays. You have to know your role. It's not about you. It's not about you. Got it. You know. So what yeah, I mean? yeah. When I'm... you're being served, you have to take the role of being served. Got it. You know what Got I mean. It. So you don't think that there is an appetite for a restaurant where the whole kitschy hook is? You get to come in and say whatever it's you so want. It's so lawless. To the... It's so lawless. It's so lawless. Feelings will get hurt. And it, yeah, <laughs> feelings Anyone... will get hurt. It's tough, man. Yeah. Yes, I do think that that place can and will survive and exist. Yes, but I would but not. It's danger. It's danger. It's danger. You just don't know who these people are. Yeah. Racism, sexism. It could go so wrong. It could go so, so sour, really sour. Especially if there's alcohol in the mix. Yes, it could get really brutal. Right. Yeah. And this is kind of what we're talking about with sex and all these other things you too, just, and stripping. Yeah. Just someone's got to perform, and it's got to be the right concept, right? Like a situation. Give us a basketball court. All we need is a basketball Give us an indoor pool with or without a redwood that's fine we you don't even need the redwood don't if it even falls the in the tree, pool so that's be it. fine yeah right, right yeah it really is about the company you keep right. not, like well it this feels... is yeah this is my way of saying yes that at my bachelor party adam yes. we're all going to strip for one another perfect just I'm 10 dudes to it. on a basketball court doing our own sexy dances i'll bring the beyonce cd <laughs> and, I, and i will listen <laughs> um, all right adam that was a bachelor party Good one, Bill. all right party on adam party on garth for the no joke podcast i am garth uh, i'm wayne and we will talk to you next week thanks so much that was a HeadGum Podcast.